Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every part of Star Wars is great. From a certain point of view. I am your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me is my special guest, a small sip of whiskey. Here is what my guest sounds like. Ah, tastes like Dagobah probably smells. I mean that in a good way. I like peaty whiskey. Anyway, 
on with the show. Today, I am tackling one specific grievance. It has been sent in by Adam J. Taylor. Adam's Twitter handle is at Arcadian Coden, I believe. For once, I believe I have the pronunciation of the person's name correct, but might be mispronouncing their Twitter handle. Life is hard. Here's what Adam has to say. Adam says, I need some hashtag Star Wars counseling. In Return of the Jedi, Yoda laughs at Luke when he says, Then I am a Jedi, and goes on to say he must defeat Vader and the Emperor to become one. A feat Yoda and Obi-Wan failed to do between them? Come on, not even Padawan status? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Three question marks so we know that Adam feels strongly. This is a very fun grievance to think through. I think Adam has presented it in a bit of a uh, tongue-in-cheek sort of way, and that's great. I love that. But it is really a question of uh, perhaps hypocrisy that Yoda and Obi-Wan are really demanding a lot of Luke, and Yoda does straight up laugh at Luke's belief that he is a Jedi. So, Let's dig in to these fun grievances. If I'm understanding Adam correctly, he feels that Yoda and Obi-Wan were too hard on Luke, expecting him to accomplish things that they could not. So, first, let's break down what is actually happening in that scene. Yoda is, of course, very sick. Like, Luke arrives, and Yoda's actions are have a chat and immediately lie down because it is time to die. Now, for myself, I like the headcanon that Yoda has held out to have this conversation with Luke. This, of course, invites lots of discussions about Force ghosts, because we know that Yoda has trained to retain his individual identity within the Force. So, in theory, if he was feeling so weak and old as he was, he could have just let go and chatted with Luke in ghost form. But Yoda seems to be really making a distinction between continuing his life in this physical form and continuing on within the Force. He mentions being 900 years old. Luke says, but Master Yoda, you can't die. And Yoda responds, powerful am I in the Force, but not that powerful. He also describes death as very natural, saying, that is the way of things, the way of the Force. That is a quote that has always been stuck in my head, particularly the rhythm of it. I think about that quote often when I just have to accept something and embrace it as natural. I think about that like when someone cuts me off in traffic. That is the way of things. That is the way of the force. It is natural. You had to pull out right then. I accept it. Anyway. Of course, all of these questions about Force Ghosts is explained by the fact that George Lucas didn't know he was going to develop Force Ghosts this much, but I like to look at it from the in the Star Wars galaxy perspective. So I like the headcanon that while Yoda had trained to become so powerful in the Force that he could become a Force Ghost, he still recognized the monumental and natural experience of physical bodily death. Yoda knows he is a luminous being, not just the crude matter of flesh, but also, like, damn, he's been crude flesh matter for 900 years. This is probably a big deal to him to say goodbye to his little green body. 
but Yoda accepts it. He sacrifices his body and becomes one with the Force. So all of this is a headcanon perspective for me that Yoda really, really held on to have this last conversation with Luke. He wanted to talk with Luke when he returned. He did not want Luke to be startled by a shimmering blue ghost. Luke promised he would return, and Yoda was probably like, cool, please do make it snappy, uh, because I need to die and become one with the Force, so get back in a hurry, Luke. So even, even in the last moments of his corporeal existence, Yoda has a sense of humor. As Adam's grievance notes, Yoda tells Luke that he does not require any more training, already know you, that which you need. Luke then responds, then I am a Jedi. And Yoda's eyes widen a little bit, and in his very death throes, he summons the energy to laugh at Luke. He is laughing at him, not with him, because Luke is not laughing. So technically, yes, Yoda is laughing at Luke. But why? I think the answer comes in one of my favorite words. Hubris! Yoda is laughing at Luke's hubris. Young Skywalker has grown a lot, but he's still getting ahead of himself. From Yoda's perspective, I don't think it's disrespect. I think it is truly good-natured amusement. Yoda's trained Jedi for 800 years. He has strived to unlock all the mysteries of the Force. From his perspective, Luke is like a person who made a box of Pillsbury brownies and then said, Then I am a master baker. Luke designed a flyer for a show in Microsoft Word and declared, I am an award-winning graphic designer. Luke mastered the opening riff to Smoke on the Water and then said, Then I am a guitar god. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean to be too harsh on Luke. He is very powerful. He is very important. He has come far and accomplished a lot at this point in his story. But from Yoda's perspective... Luke is celebrating his graduation before he starts his senior year. So again, I think Yoda is laughing in a good-natured way. He is laughing at how eager Luke is, at perhaps how earnest he is. But I do think Yoda believes in Luke. He supports Luke, and he tells Luke the one thing that he must do to become a Jedi. Vader, you must confront Vader. Then, only then, a Jedi will you be. Now, I have several thoughts about this. First, I agree that on a practical level, yes, both Yoda and Obi-Wan are asking Luke to confront Vader and Emperor Palpatine. But I think it's significant that Yoda specifically says, only Vader in this moment. Yoda knows that Vader is Luke's father. In just a moment, Yoda will discover that Luke knows that too, and then Yoda will confirm it for him. Yoda also knows that Luke is kind of obsessed with Vader. Luke started on his path to become a Jedi because he wanted to be like his father. Right after Luke's journey in the Force begins, he witnesses Vader killing his mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Luke has spent years wanting to destroy Vader, to save the galaxy, yes, but also, possibly, in small part, for revenge. Luke believes Vader killed his father. Luke knows 
that Vader killed Obi-Wan, and now Luke has the confusion that Vader, who he's hated for so long, who he believes killed his father, is actually his father. Yoda also seems to know that Luke failed in the cave on Dagobah during his training. It's possible that Yoda even knows the specific way that Luke failed. And as we all know from watching the film, Luke failed by lashing out in violence at the specter of who? Vader. Yoda also knows that Luke broke off his training not just to rescue Han and Leia and Chewie and 3PO, but specifically to confront Vader. And Luke ran off for this confrontation before he was ready. Sure, yes, Luke needs to defeat the Emperor to save the galaxy, but he doesn't have the same baggage with the Emperor that he does with Vader. All that said, I think Yoda is telling Luke that he must pass this one specific trial to take the mantle of Jedi. In the current Star Wars canon, we hear a lot about Jedi trials, but we don't really see them. Obi-Wan claims he's ready for them in The Phantom Menace. They are spoken of in episodes of Clone Wars and Rebels. The general picture is that in the old days, they were a set series of trials, but they could also be a specific circumstance that happens to pop up. The Jedi Council makes Obi-Wan a Jedi Knight at the end of The Phantom Menace, presumably because losing his master and then being the first Jedi to defeat a Sith Lord in generations was a good enough trial for the Jedi Council. So Obi-Wan stops being a Padawan and becomes a Jedi Knight. When Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars animated series is falsely accused of a crime and goes through an actual literal trial, the Jedi offer that her handling of the situation could be considered her trials and she could become a Jedi Knight. The point being that even back in the old days, you achieve the rank of Jedi Knight through undergoing a trial that can sometimes be a matter of circumstance. I believe in that moment, Yoda is saying that for Luke, specifically facing Vader is his trial. And very much like a well-trained Padawan of the past, Luke already has all the skills he needs. He can feel the Force. It obeys his commands. He can do cool flip leaps. He knows how to build a lightsaber. He is shockingly good at lightsaber dueling with very little training. And he can move the hell out of rocks. He is trained. He has the powers of a Jedi. But the way I interpret the trials is this. Does he have the integrity to wield those powers? Does he have the commitment, the empathy, the focus, the devotion of a true Jedi? And perhaps even more importantly from Yoda's perspective, can Luke confront and defeat Vader without giving in to the dark side? In an episode of Star Wars Rebels, Yoda appears to Ezra and tells him how Jedi choose to win, the question is... And I think that's really Luke's trial. When he confronts his father, Darth Vader, will he strike out in anger? Will he let the dark side in and suffer the same fate as his father? Now, in Adam's grievance, uh, he brings up the point that Yoda didn't even label Luke a Padawan. Again, this is probably because the word didn't actually exist yet here in our real human world, but... Given the Star Wars canon we have now, I think Yoda definitely saw Luke as a Padawan, a skilled one ready to face his specific and unique trial to become a Jedi. 
And in terms of just good storytelling, the fact that Yoda tells Luke the one thing left for him is to face Vader sets up Luke's victory at the end of the film. Luke confronts Vader. He demonstrates his power, his mastery, his ability as a Jedi by physically defeating Vader in combat. But then he sees his father's severed mechanical hand. He connects this with his own mechanical hand, not literally, metaphorically. That hand for Luke is a symbol of his youthful failure, his hubris, his impatience, his aggression in rushing off to face Vader, his fear of losing his friends. His hand is a symbol of all that. Of course, it is also a symbol that violence, a life of combat, can lead to a loss of humanity. Luke recognizes that the Emperor has baited him to give in to his hate. This is known to Luke because the Emperor keeps just saying exactly that out loud. Old Sheev is not subtle. But Vader, Luke's father, was subtle. Vader threatened Leia. If Luke can't be turned, perhaps she can. And Luke lashed out at the fear of losing Leia, just like Anakin lashed out at the fear of losing Padme. This is a tactic toward the dark side that Vader knows works all too well. But Luke succeeded at his trial where Anakin did not. He throws his lightsaber aside. He has confronted Vader physically, but more importantly, through his conflict with Vader, Luke has confronted his own rage, his own impatience, his own fear, and Luke Skywalker defeated them. He is now a Jedi like his father before him. I believe that from Yoda's point of view, this is what Luke needed to do to become a Jedi. He had to deal with the temptations and the dangers represented by Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. Not even defeat the Emperor, just confront Vader. And in that moment, Luke, now a Jedi, having passed his trial, does confront Emperor Palpatine. Now to be clear, I think this is a little different than what Obi-Wan was thinking, wanting. I think Obi-Wan believed that Luke must destroy Vader and the Emperor. Again, I'm getting that from the fact that he pretty much says that out loud. Luke says he can't kill his own father, and Obi-Wan says, well, then the Emperor has already won. I think Obi-Wan has a reason to feel differently than Yoda. Is Obi-Wan told Anakin and all of us at that steaming lava beach on Mustafar, Anakin was his brother. He loved him. I think Obi-Wan has come to truly believe there is no hope for Anakin, that Luke must destroy him. Anakin is gone. It's just Vader. Now, it is possible that this is a manipulation on Obi-Wan's part, that he's setting Luke up to believe there's no other possibility than killing Vader to see if Luke manages to come up with another one. But I think that's an interesting possibility, but I think it makes more sense to me that Obi-Wan would have lost hope for Anakin. If we ever get an Obi-Wan movie or a limited TV show, which now seems a lot more likely on the old Disney Plus streaming service, I hope we see an adventure that addresses this. I think there's room for it that Obi-Wan would have left Tatooine and tried one more time to get through to his old friend, his brother, and thoroughly thoroughly see for himself, Obi-Wan sees with his own eyes that Vader can't be turned, that Anakin is gone. He is more machine than man now, twisted and evil. 
Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Vader says to Luke, I want to see that moment clearly where Obi-Wan once thought as Luke did. And I think that would explain why Obi-Wan is so set on telling Luke, no, you are powerful, you are strong, you can and should just destroy Vader and the Emperor. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now to address this other part of Adam's grievance, that why are Obi-Wan and Yoda so hard on Luke? Why are they like... Yeah, we waited a long time to train you, then we criticized most of your choices, then we were like, okay, but you better go kill Vader and the super-powerful Emperor, a thing we tried to do and fail. Good luck. 
Now, when you put it all together like that, it does seem a little harsh. But Yoda and Obi-Wan have their reasons, I think. I think the story of the prequels actually works very elegantly to tell this story. The Jedi's big failure, the one they couldn't come back from, was being pulled into the Clone Wars, pulled into constant war and violence. Both Yoda and Obi-Wan recognized that focusing on conflict had failed the Jedi. Obi-Wan either thought he destroyed Anakin and left him for dead on that Mustafar lava bank, or Obi-Wan just couldn't bring himself to finish Anakin. That's a whole other episode of Star Wars Counseling. Yoda fought Palpatine to a standstill, but it wasn't enough. In the Revenge of the Sith novelization, Yoda even acknowledges he can't defeat Darth Sidious because Sidious feeds off the conflict. He enjoys the violence. For Yoda and all good Jedi, it is an unfortunate means to an end. Violence is what has to be done to defend someone or something worth defending. Violence is only an absolute last recourse. And for Obi-Wan, I believe that he thought that was the situation, that the only way to end the power of the Sith is for Luke to physically destroy them. So with all that, it makes sense to me that Yoda and Obi-Wan felt they could not face the trial of destroying Vader and the Emperor. Either physically, they were not up to the challenge, and possibly, for Obi-Wan, spiritually, he had reached a point where he himself could never bring himself to finish Anakin. So both Yoda and Obi-Wan go into hiding, and they have plenty of time to meditate. Given what Obi-Wan says in his appearance in Star Wars Rebels, Obi-Wan comes to believe that Luke is the Chosen One, meant for this task. Now, I don't think Yoda has quite come to that same conclusion, which also explains a lot of the different conversations between Obi-Wan and Yoda. We'll discuss that more in a moment. But I do think that Yoda and Obi-Wan have a sense that they share that this is not their destiny to destroy the Sith, that that is not the will of the Force, that it is the destiny of the children of Anakin Skywalker. I don't think Yoda or Obi-Wan has clearly foreseen exactly how Luke will defeat Vader and the Emperor, but I do like the idea that in their meditation, the Force has whispered to Yoda and Obi-Wan that only through this new generation can the Sith be defeated. This also tracks with all the Sith holocron shenanigans in Star Wars Rebels. Maul and Ezra search for the way to destroy the Sith, and they are led to Obi-Wan protecting Luke on Tatooine. All Force roads lead back to the next generation. So I don't think it's that Yoda and Obi-Wan are being hypocrites. I think they truly believe that Luke can accomplish something they cannot. I think they believe it is his destiny, not theirs, and not even Ezra's. It's not just like, we're too old. We need somebody whose knees don't make weird sounds when they walk. They think this is Luke's destiny, that it is through this trial that he will become a Jedi and a true savior of the galaxy. They just see a couple different ways this might happen. Obi-Wan appears to believe it is necessary for Luke to bury his feelings about his sister, to ignore his attachments and simply defeat Vader and the Emperor. Yoda seems to believe that if Luke can become a true and pure Jedi by facing the darkness of his father, that somehow that will lead to victory. Yoda is, of course, correct. But 
I think Yoda believes something that Obi-Wan does not. There is another. Obviously, Obi-Wan knows Leia exists, but Yoda seems much more focused on her. In the Yoda story, in the book From a Certain Point of View, the story is called There is Another. It's by Gary D. Schmidt. We discover that in his exile on Dagobah, Yoda pines to train a Skywalker, but not Luke. No, Yoda wants to train Leia. He sees Leia's strength and determination and focus. In Luke, he sees his father's anger and impatience. Of course, there's the uh, famous conversation from Empire Strikes Back. Obi-Wan says, that boy is our last hope, and Yoda disagrees. No, there is another talking about Leia. In Yoda's last moments, the scene that we're talking about in this grievance, I believe he is very happy to see Luke. I believe he's happy to see what Luke has accomplished. Yes, Luke raced off to face Vader before he was ready, but he survived the encounter. In both body and soul, Luke had already developed an impressive mastery, a skill in the Jedi arts, and he had learned some humility. His experience, his failure, had taught him the focus he needed. I think Yoda saw and appreciated that. I think Luke surprised him. All those years meditating on Dagobah, Yoda wasn't sure if it would be too dangerous to train this angry, impatient Skywalker, and he focused on this much more determined and centered Skywalker in Leia Organa. I think Yoda was happy to be wrong. I think he was proud, and he believed Luke only had to face that one more trial to truly be a Jedi. But still, with all of that, Yoda's actual final words to Luke were to tell him to pass on what he had learned, to tell him that there is another Skywalk. Why was it so important for Yoda to tell Luke about Leia? Perhaps what Yoda is really telling Luke is that he does not need to face Vader and the Emperor alone. That that threat, that the need to destroy the Sith doesn't need to be Luke's sole burden. Yoda had counseled Anakin in the past to train himself to let go of all he fears to lose. The Jedi of old believed attachments would lead to the dark side, and I think Yoda has started to question those teachings. Perhaps Yoda sensed that for Luke, his attachments were not weaknesses. Instead, they were his strength. Luke's attachment to his father ends up being the power that finally destroys the Sith. And I think that in some way, maybe not exactly specifically foreseeing it, Yoda senses that. Yoda thought, well, perhaps Luke will find strength in knowing he is not alone. Luke will find strength in attachment. Or maybe Yoda just thought, if Luke screws this up, at least we've got Leia to try to fix it. So to sum up, I think Yoda laughs at Luke in a mostly good-natured way, then simply tells him the truth, that to truly become a Jedi, he must face his destiny. He must succeed where Yoda and Obi-Wan could not. He must pass the trial of facing Vader to truly become a Jedi. And finally, we mentioned before that Adam had some grievances about the title of Padawan. Yoda could have at least said, well, you're not a Jedi yet, but, but you are a Padawan, just to be fair. You've really kind of done a lot, accomplished a lot, good for you. Here's what I think about Padawans. 
maybe Yoda didn't bestow that official title on Luke because Yoda did not believe that Luke could pull off that Padawan braid. Now, Leia, there's a Skywalker who can pull off braids. Anyway, I hope that helps with your grievance, Adam. It was a very fun one to think about. It touches on so many different ideas in Star Wars. What does it mean to be a Jedi? What can you accomplish? And sometimes, what can only the next generation accomplish? When is your role simply to be that of a mentor who laughs at your student in a good-natured way and helps guide them toward their destiny. Thank you so much for sending that in. If you have grievances, dear Star Wars listeners, or just fun deep dive questions, whatever you'd like, please use the hashtag Star Wars Counseling. That's counseling spelled with one S. You can find me on all the social media is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my other podcast, Obsessed. That is all on josephscrimshaw.com. You can also like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod and buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. It's a hard galaxy out there. Go ahead and treat yourself to an emotional support porg t-shirt or lunchbox. Do they have lunchboxes on TeePublic? I can't remember. I'm very good at marketing. Anyway, you can support our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash forcecenter. We have lots of goals that we are reaching towards, so if you have a dollar or two a month to help keep us going, please check that out. And until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one, that's it for Star Wars Counseling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.